Information provided by Wall Street Penning Zoo is for educational purposes only and not intended to be financial advice. Please consult with a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Investment fund manager Bill Huang had amassed one of the world's larger private fortunes, $8 to $10 billion. In the space of 10 days, he lost it all, plus another $6 billion or so loaned to him by some of the world's largest banks. This week at the Wall Street Petting Zoo, how Huang's family office, Archegos Capital, blew $15 billion in just over a week, with the S&P 500 at an all-time high. Back with you after a month's hiatus, I'm your long-lost Wall Street Petting Zoo co-host, Christopher Smith. And I'm your much more dependable co-host, Robert Coburn. Archegos Capital was what's called a whale, Chris. Uh, a whale, like the kind in the ocean? Only metaphorically speaking. You see, whale is an investment speak for an institution that's so big that it can move market prices all by itself. So <clears throat> if you buy a hundred shares of a stock, that's not going to have an appreciable effect on the price. But let's say you buy a million shares, the price is going to go up a lot. Archegos was the kind of fund that could buy a million shares of something and push the price up a lot. Okay, but you'd never actually do that, right? Because then you'd be paying too much money for a lot of those shares. A whale doesn't mind paying too much because they figure someone else will see the upward momentum in the stock price and buy those shares from the whale for even more. There was a railroad baron named Edward Harriman who was once asked if he could sell $70 of Southern Pacific stock for $80. He said no, but what he could do is move the stock up to $150 and then sell it down to $100. Doubling the stock price would capture everyone's attention and cause people to rush to buy the stock at the bargain price of $100. That's how whales make their money. They create the illusion of momentum and then they sell to people who chase that momentum. Okay, so Archego seems to have been doing this for a while now, and they've been doing it with borrowed money. They had about $10 billion in cash, and then they borrowed another $50 billion from the banks on top of that. That means they had about five times as much borrowed money as they did cash collateral. In the finance world, this is called 500% margin debt, or 5x leverage. Because their strategy was to manipulate prices higher, Archegos had all this money concentrated in just 10 stocks. Most of them were Chinese stocks, but there were also a couple of US stocks, Discovery Media and Viacom CBS. The way leverage works is any gains are added to your cash balance and any losses are deducted from your cash balance. If you have five times leverage, then your cash balance has to stay above one-sixth of your total account value, or else you, you, get, you will get what was called a margin call. And a margin call is when the lender forces you 
So sell some of your stocks because you no longer have enough cash to collateralize all your margin debt. So you probably never want to completely max out the leverage in your brokerage account or else any losses will put you over your borrowing limit and result in a margin call. And apparently Archegos had maxed out its leverage. So when Viacom CBS issued a bunch of new stairs and the stock price dropped, Archegos took a loss to its cash balance. And because it had a lower cash balance, it had now exceeded its borrowing limit. So Archegos's lenders issued a margin call and forced Archegos to sell a bunch of shares. The problem is that Archegos was so concentrated in the 10 stocks it was invested in, Archegos' money was the only thing propping up these companies' expensive stock prices. So when Archegos started selling, the stock prices plummeted. That reduced Archegos' cash balance even further and resulted in even more margin calls. So it was a chain reaction, and by the time the dust had cleared, Archegos had lost its entire cash, 8 to $10 billion cash balance, and its lenders had lost an additional 6 to $9 billion on top of that. The price of Viacom CBS stock has fallen over 50%. Apparently, Archegos had borrowed from a bunch of different banks, including Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, Nomura, Morgan Stanley, and Goldman Sachs. When Credit Suisse realized how bad this sell-off was going to be, they tried to coordinate with the other banks to stop the selling and limit the losses. And for about a day, the truce held. But then Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs broke the truce, stabbed Credit Suisse in the back, and resumed selling. Because they were the first to sell, Morgan and Goldman almost completely avoided taking any serious losses. In fact, uh... I saw one article that suggested that they may even have profited on these trades. Credit Suisse and Nomura, however, were left holding the almost the entire bag. Nomura lost two to three billion dollars, and Credit Suisse lost four to six billion dollars. Credit Suisse's stock price plunged by about a third. It was a total catastrophe for Archegos and for a couple of banks. But interestingly, U.S. markets were almost completely unmoved, with the exception of Viacom and Discovery stock. The S&P 500 made new all-time highs, even as Archegos went bust. It's been a wild year for markets, Chris. The global pandemic, negative oil prices, the GameStop short squeeze, unprecedented fiscal stimulus, and some of the biggest stock market gains in history. And I think we have to add the collapse of Archegos Capital to the list. One of the biggest and fastest investment fund blowups in history, in fact. Yeah, I looked at a Wikipedia list earlier of major uh, investment fund trading losses, and Archegos pretty much was at the top of the list. So you're, you're certainly right about that. And all of those things that you mentioned are, I think, connected. This is the sort of activity that you see at major market turning points. Um, when you've been in a bull market for a long time, as we have, people take huge risks and they buy securities that they don't understand. And then if there are big structural changes in the market, some of those people get burned. The strategies that have worked for years suddenly don't work anymore. And as the tide goes out, it leaves a lot of fraud and bad bets exposed on the beach. And we certainly have seen some major structural changes in the market lately. Yeah, and I don't think this is the last blow-up we'll see. If you look at measures of margin debt, 
the market has in fact never been so exposed to leverage risk as it is right now. Before the 2008 financial crisis, stock market margin debt hit about 3.5% of Americans' disposable personal income, and right now it's closer to 5%. And if the Archegos capital collapse teaches us anything, Robert, it's the hazards of margin debt. You can't have a market crash, in fact, without investors being forced to sell. And you can't have forced selling without leverage. So the bigger that margin debt gets, the greater the risk of forced selling, the greater the risk that there could be some event that triggers a very rapid sell-off in the market. It probably won't happen in April. April is seasonally a really strong month for the stocks for the stock market. Uh, we just get a really stellar March jobs report, and Congress is about to pass a $2 trillion infrastructure bill. Then again, the other thing Archegos Capital teaches us that market events like this can happen even when the economy is booming and the stock market is up, is going up. Archegos made a mistake and the opportunity for mistakes right now is pretty high. Investors are buying more stock options and penny stocks than ever before and they're also buying lots of new and untested investment products like cryptocurrencies, SPACs, and NFTs. There's no way to know what the might be the thing to trigger the next big crash. All we can say is that we'll be here to report it when it does. Well, that's our episode for the week. Thanks so much for listening to the Wall Street Petting Zoo. We really appreciate your support. Uh, should you want to support the podcast by helping us get the word out, please uh, post about us on social media. Give us a shout out on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, like us on and subscribe on YouTube. You can also find us on all your major podcasting apps, including uh, Podbean and the iTunes Store. If you leave us a five-star review on the iTunes Store, that would be a big help also. And if you would like to support the podcast financially, we have a referral link for Weeble underneath our uh, YouTube video. If you open up a brokerage account using that referral link and deposit $100, you get a couple free stocks. And we also get a couple free stocks, and that helps support the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Wall Street Petting Zoo, and we will see you back at the zoo next week. See ya. Actually, I guess we won't see you back at the zoo next week because we're going to a monthly model. Got to change that one up. <laughs>